What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. So we're looking at John chapter 6, John chapter 6, 1 through, I think, 29, and... Uh, very familiar passage, very interesting. Uh, right, we uh, the beginning verses discusses um, the feeding of the five thousand, and there were a few things that stood out to me, and particularly, I'm gonna read it, and it reads: uh, Once the crowd realized that neither. Jesus nor his disciples were there. They got into they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Those three verses stood out to me. One, because the people sought Jesus. They sought him. They they he, they realized he wasn't there, so they began to look for him. They began to seek him. And the other thing that stood out to me was, Jesus' response to them seeking him, he said, you're not seeking me because you saw the sign, but you're seeking me because you ate and you had your feel. Uh, this passage from 6, 1 through 29, I believe, yeah, you have people that were listening to Jesus as he was talking and giving instructions. And it comes after uh, John 5, which is, I want to say the man at the yeah yeah the man by the pool he was healed he was lame and the Pharisees saw the man carrying his bed after Jesus told him to get up and walk and they were like you can't be carrying your bed who told you to carry your bed and then he and then uh, the the man who was healed went back and found out who Jesus was and came back and told the Pharisees he was like it was Jesus who told me to get up and pick up my bed and walk and uh, and so they began to of course, ridicule and criticize Jesus because, you know, they were Pharisees and they knew and Jesus knew that you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath day. Uh, so it was a group of people listening to Jesus as Jesus was refuting them and their criticism. And it was also, um, but these this group that was there listening to him refute and debate against the Pharisees after he finished if you look at verse 1, it says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, uh, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him. So they, they were basically just following him. Like wherever he moved, okay, we, he was, they, we were listening to him here. All right, he moved, and then we're going to keep following, in him, following him and listening to him. Last week, we talked about Jesus being the word, Jesus being the way, Jesus being the light. Jesus being the truth, <clears throat> Jesus being the life. You have these group of people not fully aware of who Jesus was, but yet they were following him, right? They were following him. They were believing in him for something. They were believing in him for something, and whatever that something was, it prompted him, prompted them to follow him. And, and, and that's applicable today, right? We we become aware of Jesus. Uh, somebody tells us about him, and then we start following him for something, right? We're believing in him for something. And, 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 and this thing, it stood out to me in this passage, 24 through 26, that these people were following him for their feel. For their field. What field, though? It wasn't like a void or emptiness in their life. No, it was because they ate. 
Makes sense. They ate food, so they wanted more food. They they wanted more food. They 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 wanted more stuff. So they followed him. They were looking for him. Where did you go? Where where are you? We we we're seeking you. We're we're searching for you. Why? So that we can get more stuff. We were hungry. You fed us. Now we want more stuff. And, and he's like, well, why are you stressing that? Why are you stressing? That? Well, because I'm stressing it because we follow Jesus for a reason. And what is the reason? Like, why are we following Jesus? You know, and, and it's like, well, is that a legitimate question? Well, of course, because Jesus told them, don't follow me for food. Don't follow me for food. Yeah. He said, labor not for the meat that perishes, which but something I'm figuring out. Like a lot of us are believing in Jesus for something that perishes. And then I've been doing a lot of study and a lot of reading. And I, I went to Matthew 7. And Jesus, this is Jesus talking. Jesus, uh, familiar, another familiar passage. He said, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more... Will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Right? So so Jesus is prompting us to ask and to seek and to knock. Right? For things. Right? For things. But, but then in this passage, Jesus is telling us not to follow him for things. He said, labor not for the meat that perishes. So, so what are you getting at? I'm just saying, thing, right? What are you believing Jesus for? And and then and in the way Jesus is presented in a lot of cases to us, he's presented to 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 make something that's tangible better. And, and and like, what does that mean? That means that the life that we have is probably in uh, a state of chaos. It's probably we're probably in a position where it's just like, oh man, it's just. You're at your, your end, you're right? You're at your end, and you're like, man, I've done it, and I've tried so many things, and it's just, I need something better. And then so Jesus is presented to give you something better, right? And last week we talked about him being the way, him being the life, him, him basically being the connection between you and God. That's what we talked about. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, right, a lot of ways Jesus is presented, he's not presented to be the connection between you and God. He's presented to give you a better life. He's presented to make your life better. Like it's, 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 it's like a, it's, it's, I don't even know, like a, I like to call it a genie. You know, it's like the format of a genie. You know, you get your three wishes. You go to the genie, you get your three wishes. I, I wish for this, wish for that, I wish for that. And then once you get your three wishes, then your life is just better. Right? And and in a lot of cases, that's how Jesus is presented. It's pre he's presented like, oh, you, you believe in him? Yeah, you, you won't go to hell, you'll go to heaven. And then heaven gets this, this, uh, this depiction, this illustration. Oh, you know, the streets of gold, there won't be any more dying, there won't be any more crying. And then it's like, oh, man, that's just awesome. And then, you know, at church, you know, you get presented a group of people that, that life is better, your sins are forgiven. You have to worry about your sins anymore, you're forgiven. It's like, oh, great. That's awesome. So, so, so you're, getting, you're getting a new, uh, it's almost like you get your slate wiped clean, and, and, and now you can just live freely and go to church and be happy, and, and life is just better. You get a better life on earth. And that's what we're seeking for. We're seeking for a better life on earth. Is that not physical? It sounds physical. And 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 then, but Jesus says you can seek that, right? Over Matthew seven, He says you can seek that. But then in John six, He says, "Don't seek me for that." Notice the difference. 
The difference is he says you can seek that, you can ask for that, but he says don't seek me for that. Subtle difference. The difference is you can ask for things, but you can't seek Jesus just to get things. See that? It's a subtle difference, but see, we tend to seek Jesus for things, meaning we're following you. Lord, I'm just following you for the things. I'm following you for a better life. I'm not following you to be reconnected to God. Make sense? Jesus said, don't believe in me for things. This is going to be real quick because it's real quick and concise. But we tend to believe in him for things, and then when we don't get the things, we get questions like, I got a question a few weeks ago from a young man I was talking to. He said, do you ever get to the place where you're questioning your discipleship to God? Do you ever get to this place where you're questioning why you're following God? Well, why would you get to that place? Because you're following God for things, and you're not getting the things. So you ask yourself, man, I've been following you, Lord, and I ain't got the stuff I wanted. So why am I still following you? Huh. That's because, that's because you're not following him for you, – you shouldn't be following him for things, and the whole point of Jesus coming wasn't to lead you to things. He didn't come here to lead you to things. What did he come for? Well, we talked about it last week. It's like I gave you the answer and I didn't tell you I gave you the answer. Jesus is the way to God. Jesus is the bridge to God. Jesus is the life, is the life with God. Why? Because he's the word of God. He's the living word of God. Everything God wants and wants to happen, he speaks it. And when he speaks it, it's living, and that means it has to happen. And Jesus is that. He's that walking physical entity that, that, is, that put on flesh. He's that, right? So then, so then you believe in Jesus, and, and, and now you are, you are basically connected through Christ between the Father and his word. You're connected. You're connected. You're connected in between what God wants to happen and what's supposed to happen. You're connected. Now I'm connected between what God wants to happen and not what's just necessarily going to supposed to happen. You're connected between what God wants to happen and what's going to happen. That makes sense? Now when I believe in Jesus, I'm connected between what God wants to happen, what he says is going to happen, and is going to happen. And the Holy Spirit is what's making it happen. That's the third entity of the triune God, what we call him triune God, meaning Trinity three but union, union uh, a union of the three, that's why we say triune. It's like three, un, three things in union, in unison, in other words. But, but the point is this. When Jesus came, he didn't come here to lead you to things. He came here to reconnect you to God. He came to reconnect you to God. But we tend to think that Jesus came here to make our life better. And, and a lot of times the format, even in, within church settings, we present Jesus as in to make you have a better life. Newsflash. There were so many people throughout the scriptures that began to believe in Jesus, they didn't necessarily be, get a better life. They became new, but they didn't get a new life. For instance, i.e., the man that was, had a demon. And he used to cut himself because he was filled with demons. And he said, my name is Legion, which his name wasn't Legion. He just, it was just many. He said, my name is Legion because we are many, meaning there was a many demons that encamped this man. And Jesus said, Jesus basically cast out the demons and sent them into a swine. And then they ended up, the swine ended up running over the cliff and drowning. And then the people of the town were mad at Jesus because all of their swine had, they're, they're basically, their way of, their uh, means of making money had, was depleted at that point. But anyways, the man that was healed of the demons, his life didn't get better. He was just no longer filled with the demons. Like, what state was he in before the demons? Obviously, he didn't like where he was, and he ended up in a bad rut or rut 
where he was doing something that caused himself to be filled with demons. And now when he was filled with demons, he began to cut himself out in, out of, basically in the graveyard because he was filled with demons. So he wasn't eating. And then they chained his butt because <laughs> I guess that was to prevent him from, from hurting other people in himself. But regardless of that, the point is, after Jesus healed him, he didn't get a new house. Jesus didn't say, oh, I got you a new house over here. He didn't get a job. Jesus, Jesus said, oh, now that I've healed you, I got this job for you. He didn't get a spouse. He said, oh, now that I've healed you, I got this spouse for you. No, he didn't tell him any of that. The man said, oh, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. And Jesus said, no, I want you to go back into town and be my witness. And I'm paraphrasing. I just want you to go be my witness. What, what witness? That, that I used to be like this, and now I'm no longer like that. That was, it was just a transformation. I'm, I'm no longer filled with demons. I'm healed of it. I'm free of the demons. I'm, I was filled with the demons, and now I'm free of the demons. And guess what? Now, now, now I'm able to connect with this God that created me, whereas before I was unable to. So what am I saying? I'm saying the belief system is merely that. I'm able to connect with the God that created me as before I was unable to. I'm able to live a life with God as before I was unable to. I'm, that's what I'm believing God for. I'm not believing God for things. I can ask for things. I may or may not get them. I can seek. I can knock for the things. I may I may not get them. But Jesus didn't come here for me to get him. He came here for me to get God. And if God isn't at the end of my belief and my seeking, then I'm just like the people that were fed over in John chapter 6. I'm just seeking Jesus for my field, for my physical field. And as he said, what did he say over in 29 or 26? Very truly, I tell you, you go ahead. Yeah, that he's assuring people that they are coming to him because of uh, because of the miracles, but and and what he's doing for them, but not for. Uh, but he's telling me the same thing, right? I mean, it's just don't do it for for the, for things that are going to go go away, but for for eternal life. Right, for things that are gonna perish. Why? Because you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be asking that same question that I was asked. A young man asked me, do you ever feel, do you ever question why you are still following God? Because you're going to be asking that same question. Why am I still following God? Why am I still following God? I'm following you, but I ain't getting what I wanted. My life hasn't become better. <laughs> It's not funny, but but that's what you're gonna be saying. My life isn't better. Why am I following you? I should be over here doing what what they were doing. I should be over here doing what she's doing or what he's doing. I ain't I ain't got a better job, you know. People still people still look down on me because of my skin color. People still look past me and don't promote me because of my skin color. Because I'm a female, you know, because of my gender. They're still looking down on me because of my gender. They're looking down on me because, you know, I don't speak the same language as they speak. They stay looking down on me. I'm following you, Lord. They shouldn't be doing that to me. Well, I didn't come here to make them look at you differently because you're following me. As a matter of fact, they're going to look at you worse now because you're following me. But you're not following me because, well, you know, I didn't come here so that you should follow me so that your life should be better. No, I came here to reconnect you to God. And, and and in that, you're like, well, well, some people, that's like, ugh, that's it? <laughs> well, I mean, well, when you think about it, that's the best. Because if you keep reading in John chapter 6, which we're going to go through 6. There's a lot of stuff in 6. There's some stuff in 6, and I'm going to talk briefly on it, where Jesus began to discuss things about him being the bread of life. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I am everything physical that you need. I'm everything physical that you need. 
I am everything physical that you need. You should totally and solely rely on me and my direction. Notice that. Because we're going to send out some more scriptures, but, but notice that if he's saying, I am the bread of life, I am that physical manna that came down from heaven when the children of, Egypt, the children of Israel were led out of Egypt, I am that bread, that physical bread. See, they ate the manna that came down, but, but they were hungry again. They died. But see, I'm the bread that when you eat me, you won't die. You won't ever be hungry again. You won't ever be hungry again. See, see, when you make Jesus your, your, your sole source of living, you, have to ever worry, you don't have to ever worry about being hungry again. It's like, well, what do you mean? When Jesus is your sole source of living, you don't have to worry about being hungry again. But when you're trying to use Jesus to get more physical things, you're going to get hungry again. Why? Because you're seeking Jesus for things and you're going to be disappointed because the things are going to run out. They're going to run out. And then here you go again, back to the genie, as I like to call him. You're rubbing on him for your three wishes. Hey, Jesus, I'm, you know, I'm hungry again. Where's my food? And then when he doesn't respond when you want him to, then you're mad. <sighs> Why am I following you? And guess who did that? The children of Israel, when they were led out of Egypt, they did the same thing. He fed them, then they mad. They go to Moses. Moses, man, we're tired of eating quail. We're tired of eating bread, rather. We're tired of eating this manna. We want some meat. We should just go back to Egypt. So then God gave them some quail. And, and undoubtedly, it's not reported, but undoubtedly they got tired of eating the quail too. And they were probably wanting the manna again. Man, Lord, we tired of eating this quail. We want some manna now. It, 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 you, see, you see that? We, we become so fickle. We become so fickle when we are seeking things. But, but when your satisfaction in just, is just in God, I just want to know God. You never, ever want anything else. And as you get to know Jesus and God, is rep and then God is being basically uh, 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 being 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 described and, and, and introduced to you over and over again, then you recognize that I can go without things. I can I can you know I don't have I don't make a lot of money, but I don't need a lot. You start to realize that, and I'm just being real with you. You start to recognize that you may want more money, but you, you don't need more money. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't need more money. Huh. You, you, you start to recognize that I may not be the healthiest person, but I don't have to be the healthiest. I don't, I, my health isn't in there all that great, but it doesn't have to be that great. Why? Because my focus isn't on me. I just want to know God. I just want to know God. I don't know how clear this is to you because, because it, it, you, you can't just jump into this. I'm just going to be real with you. You can't just jump in that pool. That pool doesn't work because when you start to get an understanding of who God is and who God is to you, and that, that's a development process. That, that, that's like one of them things where when you say, I was blind, but now I see. See, those scales, see, scales have to fall from your eyes to, to recognize the glory of God. Otherwise, you're still in that stage where you're seeking God for a better life. And the question today is really, what do you believe in God for? You don't have to tell me, but you gotta, you got to ask that question. What am I believing God for? Am I just like this group that was fed and I'm seeking God? I'm constantly seeking God for more and more things. I want, I, I want a better house. Okay, let me go to God. I'm, I'm lonely. Okay, let, let me go to God so he can give me somebody. I want a better job, or I, need, I want a better boss, or I want a better car, or I want a better whatever. Let me go to God so I can get this. What am I believing God for? Or am I just believing God for God? I mean, I just want to know you, God, because I don't understand. I don't understand, like, why you created me. I don't understand, like, how everything, like, works with me and you and earth. I don't get it. So I just want to understand 
how it all ties together with me, you, and here. I just want to get it. You know what I mean? Who's asking that question? Probably nobody. I mean, well, some bodies are, but not a lot of bodies. Few bodies. Most bodies are asking what God's going to do for them in the life that they're living. That's just real talk. God, what are you going to do for me in this life I'm living? I'm following you. Help me in this life I'm living. Help me in this life I'm living. And then he's over here telling you right here in six, don't follow me for that. Don't follow me for the life you're living. Don't follow me for that. No, no, follow me to God. Follow me to God. I'm the bread of life. Eat, eat me. Eat me. Eat me. Eat my flesh. Drink my blood. This, this is coming. Later in six, it's coming. All of what I'm saying, that's coming. Eat my flesh. Drink my blood. Just, just, just fixate yourself on me. Learn of me. Figure out how in the world I did it in earth. Figure out how I did it. Learn how I did it without a lot of stuff. Learn how I did it. Feast on that, how Jesus did it. Like it was a popular deal that came out. What would Jesus do? <laughs> but then nobody want to know because they didn't want to do what Jesus did. They just want to make that little slogan. Nobody want to do what Jesus did. But, but, but people that actually are following Jesus to God, they want to know. Why? Because it's filling. It's filling. It's filling the world. You don't even have to get another feel. When you eat, you get hungry again. When you drink water, you get thirsty again. But when you eat and drink Jesus, you don't. You don't want anything else. Your physical body will want food, but because you're so focused on him, you're like, ah, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm content. I'm good. I'm good. Why? Because Jesus has me doing something. Remember the woman at the well over in John 4, right? And, and, and Jesus told her, about the well, there was this, this living water, this living water, and he was sharing that with her, and she was like, give me that, give me that, give me that drink. And then he told her, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff, he told her to go call your husband and all of this, and I have no husband. He said, rightly so, you don't have any husband. You've had five husbands, and the man you with, he ain't your husband either. I perceive that you're a prophet, and he's like, and she was talking about all worshiping, where to worship, and this, that, and the other, and Jesus said, God's looking for somebody to worship him in spirit and in truth. And she was like, recognizing, oh, my gosh, you're the Messiah. You're the one. Yes, I'm the one. I'm going through paraphrasing it to get to the point that I'm making. And then she ran off to go tell people in the town, and she was like, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. And then his disciples came up and said, Lord, Lord, you should eat. You haven't eaten. And Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. My meat, my food is to do God's work, which is lead people to God. <laughs> His life did that. That isn't him going out in the street trying to tell people, hey, man, you need to go to God, and they don't even know where God is. They over here telling people, go to God, they don't know where God is. How you going to tell somebody to go to God? You're just confusing people. You got to know where God is in order to tell them. Otherwise, you're just telling them the same thing you were told. He's going to give you this better life. He might not. But what he will do, he will open up your understanding to see that if you just want God and God start to pour himself into you and you start to see that God, what God is doing for you in your life, you won't want anything else. When he start, when you start to recognize how he's developing you and he's directing you and he's using you for his purpose and his glory, when, when you want that and you see that you're getting that, you don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. Because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, my meat, my food is to do the will, which Jesus was being used for God's glory. He was being used to show people God. That's what he was being used for. And he's trying to tell people that this is what I want to use you for. I want to use you to show people God so that they can be used to show people God. And then it just keeps snowballing and snowballing. And the God that, that is just showing them is the God that created you. It's the God that, that connects you to everything that's living on earth. It connects you. It's like when we were created, we had dominion on everything that was living on earth. Like everything responded to us. And, and you're getting connected to that God that gave you dominion over all of those things. None is responding to us. Everything is in fear of us. 
They see us and they think we're going to try to hurt them. I saw not, that, wasn't, that wasn't the initial intent. The initial intent was they were our helpers. Everything that God created, the animals, he created them as our helpers. Before he created Eve for Adam, he created animals for his helpers. So they're our helpers, but they don't look at us like that. They look at us as a threat, as a threat. But getting reconnected to God and learning how to be connected to everything that's living, man, how marvelous is that? How marvelous would that be? Getting to that place with God. Like, God, you're so in tune with God. God is using you to even be in tune with the animals and the insects. You won't be sliding away at the bugs. You'll be letting them fly. You'll be like, everything's good. All is well. <laughs> I know that's crazy talk. I know. Hey, but I'm done, guys. I'm done. And the question that remains is, what do you believe in God for? What are you believing God for? Are you like the people in John chapter 6? Because later in this chapter, which we're going to touch on, when they, when they learned that they needed to make Jesus their source of living, you know what they did? They turned away. They turned away. They turned away. And Jesus asked his disciples, he said, are you going to turn away too? And you know what his disciples said? You have the words of eternal life. Where are we going to go? You have the words of God. That's all we want. We just want the words of God. We don't want nothing else <laughs> because that's all that is. That's, in reality, that's all there exists. Heaven was created, meaning the streets of gold and all of that. All of that was developed. But God, if you take away everything that was developed, what's left is God. And if you're believing, and, and, and the question is, are you believing God for that? Or are you believing God for the streets of gold? Things that will perish or that could perish. You know, I don't think he going to make those streets of gold pairs, but they could. They could because they were created. What do you believe in God for? I'm done, guys. I'm done. I mean, you know, ain't nobody really talking because, you know, because Corey, I don't know what he's already talking about. I'm confused. I don't want to talk to you about this because I'm going to keep seeking God for things. You know, I mean, hey, I'm not telling you not to. Just saying, you're going to be like old boy who was asking me, do you have a question why you following him? Because you keep seeking God for things and he ain't giving them to you and you mad. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, you're making. It's such, a, it's such an important point of what you're making. Because, yeah, I, I think that it gets exemplified all throughout the Bible and Jesus' life. I mean, just when he even, you know, showed up uh, to Jerusalem and people were like, uh, what are those called, like the palm leaves? Uh, they were yeah. them on the ground for like kings are coming, and, and everybody mm -hmm. was waiting for this king that is going to come and liberate him, and they, they were expecting yep. uh, a warlord, you know, and they're saying, oh, yeah. you're going to do these physical yeah. things for us of, of right. liberating our town. Like, you're going to just destroy all our enemies and all this stuff. Yep. And then he was like, uh, no, man. No, <laughs> I'm no, not I like that. Like that. I'm, I'm giving you eternal life. <laughs> right, right, and, right, right. And that's right. what people just, I think, couldn't understand that. And, and I think that, that that lack of understanding what that really meant drew a lot of people maybe against God or, or because they were they were not prepared for for that to receive it. Uh, right. and, and it happens to so many of us, you know, I think uh, early through my younger years, there was, uh, it was the same thing, like uh, my, my mother had gotten sick and I lost my grandfather uh, and all this stuff, and, and I was like, what is God doing for me? Right. Because it was, it was just like, why is he not healing, you know, my mother? Why is my grandfather passing away? Like, how, why are all these things happening to me? And I took it in a retaliation of, like, God is forsaking me. And, right. and, and, uh, and and even to the point where he was like, God does not really exist. And he was yeah. in ignorance of me because I was expecting the bread. You yep. know? And, and I think uh, that was like a big a big issue that, that that we all need to recognize at some point of, of that those physical things are, are not the reason why we should follow God. And, and we have right. to be careful not to get discouraged on thinking that God is doing something to punish us or or that he's not even there for us or abandoning us. It has nothing to do 
with our lives. He, he, he's, and, and that's the whole purpose of free will. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's an awesome point. I mean, that is referred here in a very uh, subtle way, but he's very explicit about what what the difference between is. Right. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I just that's good. Wonder how how can we not fall into that trap? Right. Right, and then. And, like, you know, I've touched on it, and we will go into further discussions of it, you know, um, and I'll say it again, and it's a hard thing. But Jesus said it this way. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, them that follow me, and I'm paraphrasing, you got to eat my flesh. You have to drink my blood. And he wasn't talking about taking communion. He wasn't talking about that. He was talking about making him your only source of living. And you're like, well, how can I eat his and drink his blood because this is what everybody around him was asking. They asked that same question. How can I do that? And he told his disciples, what I'm talking about is spiritual. I'm not talking about you physically because I don't have enough flesh to actually go around for all the people that follow me. You know what I'm saying? For y'all to eat it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? His flesh ain't didn't last uh, even if he, he was, if, if, if his body was to be uh, what the Pharisees do, or the, I'm sorry, the Egyptians do, if it was embalmed, his flesh would not have lasted to this point. It wouldn't have, right? The bugs would have gotten it before we would have gotten it. So he wasn't talking about actually, like, eating his flesh, right? It was spiritual, right? But but when you think of something spiritual in that light, right, when you think of a spiritual light, that means, that means, that means I'm only going to consume everything that flows from him. I'm only going to consume everything that flows from him. And how can I only consume everything that flows from him? I got to seek him. I got to seek him for what flows from him, not from what flows from the earth. Like if I'm only thinking the earth, everything, all of the resources from the earth is going to help me live, then I'm still lost. If I'm thinking that way, I'm still lost. If I'm thinking, if, if, if I don't have enough water, then I'm not going to live. If I'm thinking, oh, if I don't have enough food, then I'm not going to live, then I'm still lost. Because God is over living and dying physically. He's over living and dying. So I can't get caught up in living and dying if I know God. If I know God, I don't have to worry about living and dying. But see, that's what I was talking about earlier, right? Those scales, when you recognize that God is over living and dying, I don't, it don't matter because he's with me. If I'm living or if I'm dying, he got me. If I'm hungry, he has me. If I'm full, he has me. Why? Because he's God. He's God. If he heals me, if he doesn't heal me, he's still God. He got me. He got me. I want God. I want the God that got me, whether I'm healed or sick. I want that God. I want that guy. Why? Why? Because I know, I know it's a decision. It's one decision away. It's one decision away of, of changing the state of my physical condition, but my mental condition is going to be the same. What do you mean by that? If, if my mental condition is relying on the God, not on the healing, get that? If my mental is relying on the God doing whatever he chooses, then I don't worry about the physical condition changing. And I, and I give you a better, a, a better synopsis. I give you a better synopsis. If, if I am a slave physically, if I'm physically a slave, and this is how a lot of the guys back in the day kept uh, a lot of African people in slavery and, and all other people too by using the scriptures because Paul gave them uh, uh, a scenario where he said, whether you're bond or free, you're, you're free. Why? Because you're free in your mind, meaning in your mind, you recognize that where you are is where God has you at the time. It's like, well, what does that mean? It helps you to be at ease with your physical condition because you know you're with God wherever you are. If I'm a slave, I'm with God. And what I'm doing doesn't matter because I'm with God. I'm, I'm with God. You know what I mean? And, and I can give you, and then if you were to uh, correlate that to humanity, it's like somebody that looks to their dad or their mom for protection. 
right? And I'm going to give you, like, like when the storm comes. And, you know, Daddy, realistically, you, you might not consciously think that your dad can't stop the storm. But the fact that you're with your dad in the storm, you're at peace with it. At peace with what? You're at peace with the storm. Why? Because you're with your dad or you're with your mom. Yeah, I mean, trouble is around you, but you're with your mom, so it don't matter. I'm with my mama. I'm with my daddy. I'm good. It could be storming, beating up on the house, but your dad comes and says, baby, you okay. I got you. And you like, okay, daddy. Mama say, son, I got you. And you like, all right, mama. And you good. And I know everybody as a child has gone through that, that when you find the first time you experience a storm. You like, and then you go run to your parents, and then they put their arm around you, and then you calm down, and you can go to sleep. Why? Because you trust them, because you recognize that they are there for your protection. And see, it's the same with God. It's like, I'm a slave, but God got me. Like, like I'm being mistreated, but God got me. And, and, and the fact that I trust God and I can just rest in his protection, I'm good with what's going on around me. I'm, 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 I'm okay with what's going on around me because God got me. But see, you you know what I mean? There's a peace. Right. I think somebody just said peace. You have this peace. And, and, and that, that, see, that's a choice. You know what I mean, Jose? You said ask the question. That's a choice. You know what I mean? How can you get? You got to choose that. You have to choose that. You got to choose to seek Jesus just for Jesus. I just want you for you, Lord. It, it, it's like a relationship. You know, everybody wants the other person to want them for who they are. I just want you to love me for me. <laughs> I just want you to love me for me. God, God, it works the same way with God. I don't want to change anything. I just want, right. to, I just want you to love me. I, I just want you to love me for me. Everything that you see, the ugly, the, 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 the pretty, the goofy, the, 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 the you know what I mean, the, the, the studiousness, the, 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 my expertise, my limitations, I want you to love me for me. Extraness. Extraness. You know what I mean? When I smell bad, I still want you to love me for me, okay? Don't want me to be different. It works the same way with God. Want God for God, for, for his yeas and his nays, for his corrections and his comfort, right? Everything that comes from him. Love him for that, and that's a choice. You know what I mean? That's a choice. Like, we don't want to suffer. I mean, we just want to be everything to be so jolly. But sometimes we need to suffer. It's like, no, no, that's, no, we don't need to suffer. Why? Because it produces growth. Growth comes from suffering, man. Growth, growth doesn't come from peace. <laughs> How did you get the peace? There was a war somewhere. <laughs> that's funny, huh? There was a war somewhere. Somebody had to be overcome, right? Somebody had to be taken out. It was ugly. They had to do it. Then peace came. It's like, man, man, we got peace. But anyways, when God is saying, I need you to value me above your life, and that's the problem. That's the real problem. I mean, you asked what the problem was. That's the real problem. We don't value God above this life. Hmm. Hmm. That's the real problem. And until you come to grips with that, that God is above even the life that you currently have, how can you follow him? How I mean, can you? you exactly. You won't. You won't be able to follow him. You know what I mean? Because, and that's my point, right? I'm going back to that. I'm going back to that. That's my point, right? All of a sudden, you hear a news, there's some bad news about Oh, you got this bad, deadly disease or this bad, deadly virus. Now, all of a sudden, you want to live. All of a sudden, now you want to live. Think about that. And you start doing everything in your power to live. And Jesus, Jesus's message was for you to die from the mm -hmm. jump. His message to you, to us, is to die from the yeah. jump. What do you mean, Corey? He said, deny yourself, take up your cross. Follow me. Follow okay. Me. Deny yourself means die. Take up your cross means sacrifice. Follow me means die. Because you ought to follow everything but him. So it's like die three times. Bam, 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 bam. 
<laughs> but we get some deadly disease now. We don't want to. We don't want to do those things no more. We don't want to. We don't want to deny. We don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to deny. Because you got to deny yourself to follow somebody else. I'm just saying it's ugly. It's harsh, but that's the reality. The reality is we don't want to die. We don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to let Corey go. I don't want to let Corey go. I just don't. I don't want Corey. No, Corey's important to me. No, he's not. <laughs> Corey's not important. Corey's only important when it comes to dying. Because when, when dying ain't in the picture, Corey don't care what Corey's going to do. And that ain't realistic. I'm not I'm just generalizing because me, that ain't, that ain't, that's not true for me. But in general, that's, what, that's how we talk. We don't say it that way, but that's us. And what I mean by that, just what you said, Jose, oh, we'll drink Coke, we'll eat sloppy, we'll do whatever we want to do, and then somebody say something about dying, they're like, ooh, rewind, okay, what are we going to do now? What can I do to not die? All right, well, I'm going to do that. And then, and then they say, oh, you healed, you good. Oh, and guess what we do? We go back and start doing back exactly what we did Coke. before. They say we're going to die. You know, and I can I can testify yeah. I can testify for that a little bit more with my own life. I, I a few years you know like and I, I was I felt I was pretty successful with my career. I was you know like getting whatever I wanted. I, I left I lo- you know I was leaving the life I wanted or that I thought I wanted. You know it's like right. my concept of life was not the life that God had called me to be. Which now I understand He's the one that gave me life. He created me with a purpose. And right. if you created me with a purpose, and I'm trying to live my own life, I'm not living the life that I was created to have. And right. even though I thought I was living the life, you know, I wasn't. And I felt, I knew that. I knew deep inside, I was like, that's just emptiness. And I, and I remember, I think I shared with you, like, I will just, there was a time I was just emptiness. You got, I, re, I reached this point that I was like, I got technically everything that I wanted, and I am not complete i'm like I, I feel this like emptiness in me and i will start going to church and i will just sob in the background and i didn't even know why and you know i think it's, it's it's so important to i mean to realize that the meaning of life is not the life that we think we want but the, the, the life itself was given was a gift of god and so if he gave me and i have to live for him for what right. he created me to be because i i didn't create it life i didn't give myself life and so anything that I do in a selfish way goes against what my creation was meant to be. And right. I in, in all of our lives, of course, we seek God for things. We do. Me, everybody does. It's, but but then but then when you don't get it and you, you start getting upset <laughs> Why are you mad? I didn't even tell you to seek me for that. Notice what Jesus, Jesus never told you what to knock or ask for. He just said ask. And he didn't tell you what was going to be given. He said ask. And then he said, he said, if you ask for this, I'm not going to give you something opposite of what you asked for. No, he won't. He won't. But sometimes he might not give you what you asked for. Remember, remember in the Old Testament, I think it's in Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. where God told the children of Israel, I said before you this day, blessing the Blessing yeah. yeah. And then he told them what to choose. Choose life. He told them to choose life. Yeah. And he, he does the same thing in the New Testament with his son Jesus. Yep. In him, in him is life. Yep. Choose him. Choose him. Choose him, man. Because we, cause we, cause we're still afraid of death. We don't want to die. Yeah. And real and real death is being separated from God. That's it. You saw the, That's so, it. So the choice you saw the choice becomes a very simple it becomes a very simple choice. We make it complex and difficult. Right. Right. But, you know, but we still believe even though Jesus said without me you can do nothing. We, we still believe we can do something. We believe we can do something. We still believe that. And how dumb is that? Right. The call is to live like you're going to die. And and how you choose to live like you're going to die is your choice. But God tells you how to live like you're going to die. 
He tells you how to. He tells you to choose life. So, so he says choose life because you're going to die. And then when you die, you get life. You get life. Like, in the moment when you choose life, you get life because you just died. You just died to yourself and you just got life now. Just in that moment. Just in that moment. You chose life. You got life in the moment and you died in the moment. All in the same breath. So when physical right. death comes, it's like you didn't die. Right. Your body did, but you didn't. Right. You did. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to delve into it, man. And because what you're saying is, like you said, it's the majority of people that choose Jesus, they're choosing that. You know what I mean, they're choosing not to die. They're choosing not to die. They ain't choosing God. They're choosing not to die. And they're missing God. Missing God. Yes, sir. Hey, Jose, you want to close us out in prayer? Yes. Yeah, man, would you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Dear Lord, we, we thank you for today, God. We thank you for the blessings of your teachings. We thank you for Corey and all the, pers- all the people in this call, God, that, that you have used us to speak to one another. And we just pray that we are able to to be open enough, Lord, to be humble enough to receive your word, Lord. To I, I pray that, that today you have uh, been able to reach in, in one of our hearts, Lord, and then there's someone that really needs you to hear from you, Lord, and we pray that you reach out to that person, God. We thank you, oh Lord, for keeping us together, God, for allowing us to keep growing as a group and to keep growing in the understanding of your love and your mercy, God. We we want to get closer to you, Lord, and we love you. We thank you because you are our Father. And, Lord, you just living without you is, yeah. is not living, God. And we, we just yeah. pray that we're able to understand that concept in our hearts, God, and live every day for you, Lord. And we, yeah. we surrender our lives to you, Lord, and we declare that we, from this day forward, God, that we start living for you every day, Lord, that all our actions... Uh, all our thoughts and our spirit, our heart command, are commanded by your word, Lord, and the way you live. We thank you, God, and we pray that the rest of this week uh, is full of blessings for all of us, Lord. Yes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.